Welcome back to the show, guys. So the the episode today, um, it's it's a pretty funny one the way that this has actually came about. Now, what's been happening was I felt like I was having a little bit of a, a block with ideas of what to actually speak about on on the episode for today. And what ended up happening was I felt like I was trying to force the trying to force an idea and it was just creating even more resistance. I was having no flow and, you know, I was really beginning to understand, you know, forcing the gates, you know, just let go, just surrender into it and something will come. Now, what I usually do, I am becoming more aware of what actually triggers um, the state of inspiration for me. And it's definitely music. If I just put on some good music and I've got the most diverse taste in music in the world, I really do believe that. If I just put on music and I just get into it and my energy and my focus is elsewhere and I'm just in the moment and I'm present and I'm just in a really good energy, that's usually when the ideas really start to flow for me. And I kid you not, right? I was listening to a couple of songs and nothing was really coming though, but I was just, I was all for it. Now, what ended up happening was there was a song that came on and it wasn't even the name of the song, but these words just came at the front of the music video on the um, on the intro and the words were I had to write them down the words were cages aren't made of iron they're made of thoughts this is on a music video which had nothing to do with those lyrics with those with those words with that caption absolutely nothing to do at all <laughs> with, with that video right completely polarities apart and I just thought, yep, okay, thank you. <laughs> yep, that's what I'm going to be speaking about. Thank you for that. Um, and a lot of ideas just really came out of my mind about just the, the truth of that. You know, cages aren't made of iron. They're made of thoughts, right? Now, within that, there's a scene which I will sort of come back to, and it's this, right? And it's this, there's a couple of things that I want to get into first, but it's all going to tie into this whole point as well, is that you cannot escape from a prison if you do not know that you are in one. You cannot escape from a prison if you do not know that you were in one. And a lot of us are going through life in a prison of our own making, and it's the prison of the mind. That's what I'm going to tie into this. Now, th there is a story within this as well. And it really backs up the whole point of the, the human condition and, and how we will create that, that prison inside of our mind. You know, the limitations are placed inside of our minds. Now, there, there goes the, the stories of what the, what the instructors and what the trainers, trainers of circuses would do if they had elephants as a part of the service which I am against, by the way, services. Now, what they would actually do, what the instructors would do for these elephants, because they know that they are going to grow to be these large, magnificent beasts, right? They knew that the likelihood of them being able to control them at that size and have that power and magnitude, it's going to be slim to none. So what they understood is that the best way to be in control of an elephant, as it is in its prime and magnificence, is to condition it to obey and to be limited in its power and potential whilst it's young. Now, what they would do then when they would get these young elephants, 
they would chain their sort of like their feet or their leg and they would anchor it into the ground and it would be these big steel walled chains and what the elephants would do it was to keep the elephants sort of in a singular place in between intervals or in between training or transport whatever it is and what the young elephants would do is they would just pull and pull and pull and pull and pull with all of their might all of their energy and no matter how hard that they pulled they couldn't seem to break the chain they couldn't seem to lift that chain out of the ground and be able to roam free. So what happens after an extended period of time is eventually the the elephants they really start to they start to deflate the desire and the motivation to be free, and they really start to form the belief that they actually cannot break the chain. And so what happens is after that certain period of time is they just stop, and they don't even try and pull the the chain out of the ground anymore. And in that moment, in that moment, they have accepted and surrendered to the idea and the belief that they cannot break the chain and that they, in fact, cannot move from this position. And they are bound to this position so long as the shackle is around its feet. And so what happens is as the elephants start to grow older, because they've already formed the belief and had the conditioning that whenever something is around their ankle, it cannot be broken. What then happens is the instructors don't need to use the steel chains to keep the elephants grounded. What they would simply be able to do is get a little bit of rope, get a peg and just, just hammer it into the ground, into some, into some, into some mud, you know? And because the elephant has been conditioned to associate a chain around its leg with the impossibility of movement and breaking free. It doesn't even try and pull the peg out of the ground, even though it could easily. It doesn't. It doesn't even try. And the reason why is because it's been conditioned to believe that it can't break it out of the ground. Even though it could, even though it isn't steel, even though it is rope and it is a wooden peg and it is going into the ground, it could easily pull it out. You could pull it out, let alone at the colossal size of an elephant. But it just doesn't even try, it doesn't even attempt. And there was a guy who was interviewed on it. And, you know, one of the reporters was like, you've got all of these magnificent beasts in this land and why aren't they actually running around roaming free? Why are they actually staying where they are? They could easily pull the rope out the ground. Instead, it's simple because I conditioned that elephant since it was a child or since it was young to believe that whenever something is around its ankle, it can't move because it tried and tried and tried and tried and trialed as it was younger. It associates that fight, that struggle with the lack of accomplishment of the result and the goal, which is breaking free. Thus, I meaning as it's grown older, it's now running with that conditioned belief and it doesn't even try. It could, I know it could, you know it could, but it doesn't, so it doesn't even try. And it baffled the reporter. It baffled the reporter. Now, if we think about that for a moment, and if we think about that, you know, that um, that bit of text that I was talking about on the intro, you know, cages aren't made of iron, they're made of thoughts. 
that story really backs it up and confirms it. And it's something which I want to invite you to question yourself on. What is the mental model of reality that you are living in? What is the mental model that you are operating with, with the vision of yourself? And does that mental model and belief serve you? Does it allow you to express and tap into and release your power, your potential? Or does it limit and constrain it? Does it restrict it? And if you think about it so often, really, you know, the biggest thing that holds so many of us back and, you know, it still may as well, whenever I'm growing, there's areas in my life right now where I am experiencing this and I've become aware of. But if you think about it, the real reason why we won't really do something is because we're running with the mental story that it can't be done, that we can't do it, that it's going to be painful and that we're not good enough. And what that then does, that is always being the baby elephant or the adult elephant. And that then is forming the chain around our ankle. Now, here's the thing when it comes to beliefs, right? Because all a belief is, is an idea that you back with emotion and you tell yourself over and over again, right? That's all a belief is. If you think about it, 95% of the beliefs that you were operating with, you didn't even originate. 95% of the beliefs that you were operating with, you didn't even originate. You inherited them. You caught them. You learn them from your environment growing up. You learn them from your parents. You learn them from your friends and your family and society and schools. You learn them. So what's happening is as we're brought into this world, we are the baby elephant. And as we hear the stories around us and as we observe our friends, parents, families, and as we're taking in all this information, whilst we're in theater, which is hypnosis, which is in download that we were in in the first seven years of our existence, we are then observing and picking up the conditioned behaviors, thought patterns, beliefs, and emotions of the people who are around us in our environment. And a lot of those beliefs that we are learning are limiting us. They're disempowering us. They don't urge us and create a desire to tap into our power and really express ourselves. And in those moments, that is the, the baby elephant with the, with the chain around its ankle. Now, what happens is the more that you grew up, you know, if you think about it, as we're kids, you know, we're just wild. We, we don't know no limits. And that's why the baby elephant will always try and pull the chains from the ground because it doesn't know limits. It knows no bounds. Us as kids, we know no limits. We know no bounds. Our imagination is limitless. But what happens is we get told to fit in. We get told to dial down. We get told when we're expressing ourselves, what are they going to see? What are they going to think? And all these types of things. And what's then happening is every time that we express and every, try, every time we try to break the chain, we're met with the resistance. And what do we do? We'll try again. And we'll do it again. And we'll try with all of our might. 
But then what happens? We're met with resistance again. And then what happens is, in those moments, we feel pain when we're getting told to dampen ourselves, when we're told off for just being free, for just expressing ourselves, expressing and living in our imagination, being limitless beings. And in those moments when we're told off, whether that be by teachers, parents, family members, whatever it is, whether that's because we're being bullied, whatever it is, that then creates pain. And then what we will then do, we will then associate us expressing ourselves with pain. And because of the brain, because of the limbic part of the brain, it doesn't want us to feel pain. So it will then associate the behavior and the actions of expressing ourselves and being limitless with pain will then be conditioned to suppress. And then what happens is we're like the elephant as soon as it tries to stop kicking. And we'll not even try. We'll just fit in. And then it gets to the point where you go through school, you go through college, you go through university, you get yourself a job, you work through your job, then you get to the middle age of your life, you've got the same problems going on, and then you end up in a retirement home. And I'm saying it's not because I've been there, but because I listen to people who have been there, and I've listened to people who are at the end of their life who've had these realizations. I'm listening to people who are in the latter years of their life. They've had this revelation. They've had this awareness. They've had this new level of understanding experienced and created. And they are now aware of how they lived and how it held them back. That's why I know this. And then what happens is because we're the elephant being conditioned and then because we lose our might and power and we sever our connection with this true intuitive understanding, all known, all wise, all power that we have inside of ourselves, that you have inside of yourself, what happens is we stop trying to express it. We don't even try. And then eventually what happens is the older we get, we become like the elderly elephant whereby we don't have the resistance actually happening in our life anymore. We don't have the stale chains in our life anymore. We don't have them. They aren't there. But because we've been conditioned, we don't really need it to be there. We're then just walking through life with a little bit of rope, little wooden peg, and it's in the soft ground. But because we're being conditioned to limit ourselves, and because we have created the prison of, a, of our own making in our mind, in the form of thought, in the form of our beliefs, in the form of the mental model of reality in which we are living, in which we are seeing ourselves, we don't need the chain around the ankle. You don't need it because you've already got it inside of your mind. So that's why cages aren't made of iron, they're made of thoughts. The only limitations that exist are the limits in which you place on yourself. At any moment, you can rip the peg from the fucking ground and you can become limitless because you are limitless. Fuck the story and fuck the thought and the idea and the people who are trying to tell you otherwise. 
with love, but fuck it. Because it doesn't matter if it's true. It doesn't matter if it's happened in the past. It doesn't matter how accurate the story might actually be in your mind. It isn't any good. They aren't any good. The people around you who are meeting you think otherwise and feel otherwise aren't any good. It doesn't matter whether the blood. It doesn't matter whether when you, whether you grew up with them. It doesn't matter if they aren't urging you to tap into your potential. If they don't make you feel inspired to tap into it, if they in fact give you the polarity of a feeling and they make you feel like you need to suppress yourself and they tell you to suppress themselves, that is the pivotal moment in your journey where you need to make a decision. It doesn't matter if it's true. It doesn't matter if it's accurate. It doesn't matter if it's justified. If it doesn't empower you, if it doesn't uplift you, it isn't any good. They aren't any good. The moment that we start to become aware of the thoughts that we think, which eliminate and disappear and dilute and extinguish our power, our limitless potential. The moment we become aware of those thoughts and the moment we become aware of those people and we then start to make a trade, that is the moment we're really going to be seeing shifts, feeling shifts. Because in order for the outer world to change, the inner world must change. And the inner world starts with thought. Everything stems from thought. Everything stems from thought. So the moment that you start to become aware of the thoughts which disempower you, which don't serve you, and the people which disempower you and don't serve you, and you eliminate those people, you eliminate those thoughts, and you trade them in their place for thoughts and people which uplift and inspire you, that's the moment things will start to change in your life. So understand that the only limits that exist are the limits in which you are placing on yourself, the stories that you were telling yourself as to why you can't do it, as to why it can't be done. The moment you remove those limiting stories from your life is the moment things will really start to change because the only reason, the only reason why you aren't going after it and tapping into it and expressing it is because you have been conditioned from birth to operate with that manner. Now, it might not be your fault, but it's your problem. So you've got to deal with it. It might not be your fault, but it is your problem. You might not be the reason why you are where you are. You might not be the reason why you were operating with the subconscious beliefs and patterns that you were operating with. You might not be the reason why these things are happening. It might not be your fault, and it probably isn't your fault, but it's your problem. 
And the moment that we accept and understand that it is our problem and the moment that we refuse to operate with the victim mentality and say that I'm not where I want to be because of him or her or anybody. The moment we begin to understand that it is our problem is the moment we regain the power because in that moment we have reclaimed the power, we have reclaimed the responsibility, which then gives us the power needed and necessary to fix the problem, to rewrite the script, to update the program in which you are operating with. And that's a battle. That's a journey. That's uncomfortable. But it's also the most rewarding thing that you will ever begin to experience. Because like a couple of episodes ago when I put choose your pain, you're going to feel pain regardless. So you can either choose to feel the pain of being a victim. Or you can choose to feel the pain of being a hero. It's either the pain of discomfort, the pain of discipline, or the pain of regret. It's the pain of being powerless, of depleting yourself of your power. So the pain is unavoidable. My question to you is, which is the pain that you were going to consciously choose to go down the path and endure? And understand that when you do decide to change the script, when you do decide to change the manual, you will be met with resistance yet again. You will experience uncomfortable times because what you were doing in those moments, I was actually speaking to um, Nancy, a girl um, in 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 a, in a business that I've got, um, like in a network marketing business, incredible, incredible um, woman, incredibly inspirational, what she's doing with her life, changing the 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 narrative for mothers out there, it's, it really is incredible. And I was actually having a conversation with her earlier today and somebody inside of her team really struggling at the moment, started her own business, high, high energy, high energy, excited, thrilling. Oh my God. Yes, I'm doing it. We've reclaimed the power and we're now starting to consciously go about and create incredible, incredible highs and is now going through the laws. But, Here's an analogy that I told Nancy, which I want to share with you. If you imagine being in a harbor, or if you imagine being in a dock, now, and around those docks, in my hometown, we have a pier, and we have sort of like a secondary mini pier without a lighthouse, right? And that creates and concludes the dock and the port whereby ships are able to come in and out of. Now, I want you to imagine that the way you have been doing life up until this point you have been in that small port. There might be times where the waves get busy. Where the ocean can get a little bit of rough. Where it can be freezing cold. But because you grew up in that little space and because you know of those things, you know of those pains and you know of that discomfort, you accept it because it's known and it's familiar, which is how the brain associates safety, not by what is actually hurting me and not hurting me. It's just be, what do I know and what do I not know? What's familiar and what's unfamiliar? And your life that you were living right now is the sum total of that port. The moment that you decide to break the limits in which you have placed in your mind and you decide 
you make a decision. I'm going to change. That is the moment that you start to swim to the end of the port. You're still in the known. You're still in the familiar. Yes, you're reaching new grounds. Yes, you're going into uncharted areas, really. But you're still within the confines of the port. And because you're riding that initial boost of momentum, you start to feel good. You're like, yes, I'm doing it. Where the girl and Nancy's team's at at the moment, and Mel, if you listen to this, this is, this is you. I don't know whether you listen to this, but if you are listening to this, this is you. You've just swam past the lighthouse and you are out of the port. And now you are in the expansive ocean. And it is unknown. When you decide to change and when you start to flip the script and when you decide and start to turn up differently in your life, and start doing things that you've never really done, that is you swimming past the lighthouse and that is you entering the vast ocean. You will fail out of depth. You will fail a sense of overwhelm. You will experience limited beliefs. You will experience doubt. You will experience anxiety. That is good. Because that is an indication that your nervous system, that your sympathetic nervous system, that your fight or flight response, that your brain, that your limbic system is working and functioning as it should. You feel in those emotions, good, good, good test. You've just pressed the button of the smoke, of the smoke alarm and it's, it's firing off the smoke alarms. Good, good test. It's good to test it. But you don't have to remain in that state. The unknown doesn't have to remain the unknown. How do you make anything which is once unknown, the known and the familiar? You do it by being in that depth. You do it by remaining in that environment, by learning the environment and the ways in which you operate in that new environment and studying and improving and taking action in that environment, not being as good in that environment, Facing <laughs> the potential ridicule of people, of friends, of family, of society, of social media, of yourself, but persistent. And you keep treading the water. And you hold on. Because everything that you were going through and everything that you will go through, you need to go through because it is designed to make you. It isn't designed to be your downfall. It's designed to uplift you. It's designed to introduce you to the next version of yourself. It's designed to form the calluses around your feelings so that way you can endure more pain and not be as affected. You can grow more, you can expand more, you can push yourself into even deeper depths. And because you've already gone through the trials, the tests, the tribulations, the experiences needed to mold 
and bring to the surface the strength required to endure and go through the next level, that's why you can keep going far and beyond. Because you keep swimming past the lighthouse and you just keep going. You keep learning. You keep growing. You keep taking action. You keep getting the right advice, the right mentorship. You surround yourself with the right people. You've got a vision of where you're going. You're being driven by the vision. So when you do decide to break from the, the prison of your own making in your mind, and you decide to flip the script, and then you decide to take action on the script, and you decide that I am actually going to do something about this. I'm not just going to sit here in idle thought and just continue to suffer where I am and complain. I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to get clarity on where I am, which is the starting point. I'm going to get clarity on where I'm going, which is the destination. And I'm going to fucking do the work which is the requirement to get to the destination. And that is you choosing to swim out of your own port. That is you choosing to go out at sea. And that is remarkable. That is inspirational. If you want to talk about having an impact in the world, be the change that you wish to see in the world. If you have a family, be the change that you wish to see in your family. That's why I've got so much love and respect and admiration for Nancy because she is being the change that she wishes to see in her family and the families of others around the world. And she is doing that and she's inspiring so many more mothers out there in the world to do the same and it's incredible. So understand that when you do decide to break the limits of your mind, some people will have an opinion of that. Some people won't like that because as you change, it means that they've got to also level up and accept that change, which means they've got to change, which a lot of people don't want. And that's why you will likely lose a few people along the way. But you'll attract the real ones. So understand that the cages aren't made of iron. Cages are not made of iron. They are made of thought. Truth be told, nothing is actually holding you back. It isn't the money. It isn't your family. It isn't the lack of experience. And this is me having a conversation with myself as well, by the way. It's none of that. It's just a story that you're telling yourself about your ability to achieve and accomplish that thing. That's what it is. And so long as that story remains, you might not even be aware of the story, but as soon as you get met with the desire to take the action consciously or unconsciously that story will play out and because that story will play out that is what we become because whatever's in the subconscious mind which is the warehouse the habit warehouse of our existence is a subconscious mind that's where our habits are formed which is unconscious activity Whatever's in there must manifest itself through the body through the only means in which it can which is action so, so long as that mental model of reality stays the same, the outer model of reality will also remain the same. Change the story, change your life. And understand your mind is a creator. You are the observer and your life can change in an instant the moment that you decide to change. 
Peace out.